Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, Marbleheads out there. Thank you for tuning in to us this week on episode 48 on Now in the Marbles Racing Radio. Hello, everyone. I'm Matt Beamer alongside Preston Lude. Preston, how's it going? Great. Great, man. It's good to have you back. And we got a third member of the crew now. Yeah, I'm looking right at him. Coming in straight out from the firehouse, Ian Lovis, our new producer. Ian, how's it going? Hey, I'm pretty good. I'm... uh. I'm excited to be here. You hit the wrong button. No, I, I hit four, right? Four is the laptop. You're right. <laughs> Growing paints. There he is. Hey, what's Daddy's going on? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, Ian, uh, tell us a little about yourself, man. Well, I'll tell you what I'm not first. Okay. I'm not somebody who's ever watched racing really in any capacity. Okay. I think that's important for the fans to know. Okay. Um, fair, fair statement, but you are wearing a nice Winston Cup Series I mean, hat. I, yeah, I really wanted to dress the part today. I wanted to be, you know, ready for everybody to see me and to think, wow, this guy knows racing. I wanted to... Even though you just vibe. admitted that you don't. Yeah, it's really just... It's it's the change-up, you know? It's it's giving them something unexpected. It's like a love-hate relationship. I really like that. I really <laughs> like that approach. But um, I, too, am a firefighter at the old... Uh, or do we not? Do we talk about where we're from? I, I just say we're firefighters. I'm a firefighter at some station I somewhere. I don't want people to know where I'm at. <laughs> do you don't want your fans to come and say like, "Hey, nope, what's up, Luke?" I do not. No, no. We just say we're firefighters <laughs> and we work weird schedules. <laughs> now I'm a firefighter and I work a, a weird schedule. There you go. I like that. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, that's awesome, man. Thanks for being part of the team. Um, you're the only one out of everybody at the firehouse who will work for a six-pack of beer and make the drive to Somerville. Oh, yeah. Or the one that probably will be willingly hanging out with us because nobody else probably wants to hang out with us. Right. Well, this is nice because now i got all this space here. You're not here. pushing all I'm not, I'm not over here looking and doing this. I can yeah. focus on the show and let Ian over there take care of the... Technical the, uh, stuff. Yeah, there you go. That's the technical stuff. But Preston, how's it been, man? I know uh, last week you, uh, your wife, uh, is she doing all right? Yeah, she's doing okay. Uh, put it that you, way. Yeah, you don't have to talk about it. If it's, you don't want uh, to, you told us off air. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll explain a little bit of the situation. I mean, she's pregnant. That you, yep. we all know. We I all told know everybody that. on the show. So, blood pressure issues. Let's just put it that way. So, yeah. baby is probably going to come early. Okay. And maybe earlier than early. Wow. We moved from an October due date to early, uh, middle September to now they're saying expect the unexpected at this point. Wow. So it's, uh, it's a little scary. Things happen, so you just kind of have to let it roll. Yeah, man. Um, so we'll, we'll see. You're going to be on our thoughts and prayers as, we go through, as you go through this, man. We hope nothing but the best of you from you. But uh, we saw you race this morning, or I saw you race early afternoon, Formula One. And it looked like the Hungarian Grand Prix. No, uh, Austria. The Red Bull Ring. Oh, Austria. I apologize. Yeah, get it right. Yeah, I, I'm the NASCAR guy. You're the Formula <laughs> One guy. And uh, qualified sixth or seventh. You qualified seventh. Eighth. Eighth. I apologize. It looked like you started seventh there. And you had a, you had a good start. I thought you were going to pass a lot of cars. And then you went off the track. Okay, I'll explain this because you told me something different. I made it through turn one. Everything was great. Behind the Haas. Yes, behind a Haas. There were two Haases in front of me. Activated DRS was using ERS as well. I was like, I'm going to pass this guy before turn two. Yeah. I don't have time for this. And I pulled right up behind him, and he moved to the right at the last second. I mean, like, it looked like he jerked the wheel. I mean, he just right real quick. And I was going to turn left, and I wasn't going to jerk. You know, I just 
I was going to do nice, smooth. It didn't look nice side. and smooth. Well, on my screen, when he moved to the right, it looked like he was going to move back left real quick, and I had to jerk the wheel to the left, and then I went to the grass. I hit the wall, came back on the track. Uh, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I didn't wreck out, thank God. Oh, my goodness. I was I was, <laughs> I was, was just hearing the commentator's voice, and he's off. Oh, my gosh. The president dude is off. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I finished the race. At least you fin- Yeah, you finished the race, I think, sixth. Yeah, sixth. So you, you gained a few positions. Thought you would do better. You got lapped. Yeah, I did now, get all, lapped. Are all the cars there the same equal? Uh, no, everybody's running custom setups. That's why. It's not equal. Well, I mean, yeah, equal to an extent. Yeah, are they? But you can tune them up to yeah, your. Yeah, so I told you that I forgot to load up my yep. custom setup before the race. I loaded my qualifying setup, but well, not the custom setup. So I was running about four seconds. You were off doing the better pace. in practice. Than you were in qualifying, I tell you that. So it was um, running four seconds off the pace. I mean, it's whatever. It's okay, man. Things happen. Well, awesome, man. Well, you know, it matches my time with iRacing. Because right. what I did, Michigan was great for me. Two truck wins, top fives. I'm feeling confident. Got my new wheel. It's going great. I tried the Daytona Road Course once and only once. It didn't go well for me. I, I don't, don't want to talk about it. Oh, okay. Uh-oh. I made a lot of people mad, and I was pretty mad at iRacing because if I'm doing an oval asphalt license, I don't want to race a road course. Save it for the road course license. If I wanted to be a road course racer, I would have gotten up higher at license. I want to hear it now. Where did you crash? Everywhere. Oh. <laughs> everywhere. I didn't even qualify. We go into turn one. I crashed everywhere. <laughs> I spun out everywhere. It wasn't fun. You didn't, like, overshoot turn one, did you? I overshot everything. The bus stop in the back went through it just like everybody else went through the chicane. Did you get airborne? I don't recall. Oh, so you just. I lost a lot of safety rating and I rating though. Oh, well, that's not a good thing. (laughs) No, it's not a good thing. But man, I'm glad everything's going well. Again, we're going to pray for you and your wife. Hopefully everything turns out well. I'm sure it will with everybody watching out over you. But we're going to go ahead and hit into the news and talk about that. Thank you, Ian. I'm so it's so nice. It's, it's so, so nice. weird at the same it time. It is so weird at the same time. But first piece of news I have, uh Cookout has signed a deal with the Darlington Motor Speedway replacing Bojangles. So I'm thinking it's gonna be the Cookout Southern five hundred instead of the Bojangles Southern five hundred. I said the same thing this morning. Yeah, and, and that's gonna be nice. It's gonna be a nice little change of pace. I'm I think, nice new title sponsor. I mean, I don't really eat a cookout anymore very much. I used to do it a lot. Yeah. But I definitely would prefer a cookout over a Bojangles, probably. Yeah, Bojangles is good. Well, they have good, good for breakfast. They have good breakfast, but that's like, what we used to get. It's, it's been on a while. The way the track. It's, yeah, it's been a while for me since I've had cookout. Yeah, maybe like a year or two. They have good milkshakes. Yeah, they do. What's so. you guys' go-to milkshake at cookout? I don't know. Chocolate. Oh. Cho- what? Yeah, chocolate. Banana pudding, Ian. Banana pudding. Banana pudding. It's got the vanilla wafers in it, man. I feel you. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, they have vanilla wafers in them. Oh man, now I gotta try it. <laughs> Now I gotta try that. Adding a little bit of spice here. I like that. I wasn't expecting a milkshake question. You gotta be ready, man. No, I, I wasn't. I wasn't. But uh, second piece of news here: uh, Justin Marks. He's a uh, ran only six Cup races in over the course of four years, but he's starting a new team in 2021 with the help of Ty Norris. In what series? The Cup series. Whoa! Yeah, he's minute. starting a brand new Cup team. Starting in 2021, partnering up with Ty Norris, who's been with DEI, been around the sport for years. I haven't heard Justin Marks in a while. I, I had to look him up. I forgot who he was. Honestly, I mean, I'll be honest. I don't remember who he was either. Yeah, we got a picture of him on the screen here. And if you're watching YouTube, that's who he is. Justin Marks. That's a, I don't know, man. I haven't heard of him in a while. But a cup team, okay, well, I guess that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a great thing. I'm... Looking forward. Always good to see uh, someone come in and go for it. Well, since we were losing Levine Family Racing, which their assets were bought by Spire Motorsports, right. which is going to field a two-car team at this point. That's good. So, And then a lot of their stuff's going back to Gibbs. Some, Something about that Gibbs organization. And are they shady there, Preston? <laughs> a lot of people on Twitter say so. Um, well, they're, they're the best team out there, the top dogs, man. They're the Mercedes of NASCAR. Third piece of news. Do you have any news? I know. Because I got a third piece of news here. The Gen 7 car is going to be tested at Dover. Cole Custer is going to be driving it. Do uh, you want that guy tested? Now, see, well, yeah, I don't mind it because 
I think it's good not only for Cole Custer to get behind the wheel and turn laps in that car, but uh, it's good for Stuart Haas racing. Well, yeah, they could, he could probably use the uh, time behind the wheel. Yeah, he can use the time behind the wheel and get good little tidbits and notes to take to Stuart Haas race and give him an edge. Not that they really need him. I'm sure Harvick is behind the wheel. Yeah, Harvick's, what does he have, six wins this year? It, yeah, he has six wins the most. He's he's dominating, man. We'll get more into that when we talk about NASCAR. NBC's coverage of the Daytona road course brought in a 3.2 Six to three million viewers, and that's up from last year's Watkins Glen race that earned two point seven million. So I think the little road course, new road course, helped out a lot with Daytona, and we'll definitely get more into that and cover that a little bit more. But uh, that's all the news I have, man. Kind of quiet here. Yeah, going into Dover, three races to go in the championship or in the regular season, going into the championship. That's all the news I have. You got anything? No, I um I came across Williams Racing posting on Instagram something about them signing. It has to do with Formula One for next year. Have you heard anything about that? No, Some I haven't. Kind of like a uh, to help. They're putting a cap on spending costs. Next Who year is Formula, Formula One? Is yeah, interesting. It, it's, I think they're trying to make the cars a little bit more equal as well. I can't, oh, are I they? I got to look more into it. Yeah, we'll, but, see, we'll see about that. Yeah, we will see about that. Well, okay, but yeah, no, uh, it was on Instagram because interesting. There was a quote from Claire Williams about it that she hmm. signed something today, but I have yet to see anything actually in the news about it. So maybe I'm just missing it. I don't know. All right. Well, that's all I got for the news. Very short news week, and now we're going to just go ahead and hit into Formula One. Preston, I don't know what to tell you about the Spanish Grand Prix. You, you sure you do? You're about to tell me right now. Because my top five, I'm sure, is different than your top five. And I know for a 100% fact that my rate the race is way different than your rate the race. Oh, yeah. Yours is going to be like way like. Yeah. Yeah. You. I don't even know how to even explain what your rate the race will be. But I already know what it's probably going to be. It's going to be low. It's going to be the lowest of low. Wait. What it's did gonna... you rate the last one at? Do you remember? Two something. Oh, I think this one's going to be this lower. One, this one's lower. Uh, I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, but here's my top five from the Spanish Grand Prix. You got uh, Lance Stroll and Sergio Perez, both racing point drivers up there, impressing me so much in that. I, I'm very impressed by them. I'm pulling for them now. I'm more so than the Haas, which oh. I'm a big Haas fan. But racing point. Careful. They, people like to call them cheaters now. They're not. They're adapting to the... I'm not there to me. They're not cheating to me. They're running well. And I hope they continue running well because I'm, I'm, I like watching them. So Lance Stroll, Sergio Perez, Max Verstappen, who finished second was pulling for him to win. I think yeah. he's the only one able to compete with the likes of Lewis Hamilton and Mercedes. Sebastian Vettel finally cracking into the points, getting a top 10 teammate. Charles Leclerc had engine issues and didn't even finish the race, which doesn't help him in the constructor championship. Last yeah. week's episode, I talked about, Charles Leclerc needs Sebastian Vettel to finish. Well, both team, both of those guys need to finish. Mercedes is running away with the constructors' championship. Yeah, fast. My not my fifth place guy. I picked up Pierre Gasly. Ah, and uh, I, I thought he would. I thought he did very well finishing the points. All these top five drivers finishing the points. But uh, how do you uh, rate your uh, top five? I put Lewis Hamilton number one because he led every single lap again. Yeah, that's like a no brainer. Uh, Max Verstappen, I have him in there as well. I was really pulling for him, like you said. Right. Lance Stroll for Racing Point, which I'm a big Racing Point guy. I didn't put Sergio Perez in my top five, though, because I also put Carlos Sainz in there. I thought about putting Vettel in there, but I also I put Pierre Gasly in my top five because he's consistently getting some kind of points. Yeah, he's getting he's just one or two points, and yeah, that's all you need for all. a Constructors' Championship. Right, so... Or not even a Constructors' Championship, the place higher than the last person. Yeah. To finish better than Williams. Poor Williams. Poor Williams. So that was your top five. Rating the race. Here's how I rated the race. You're not going to like this. Memorability, one. Competitiveness, two. Intensity, one. Unpredictability, one. Excitement, two. Probably just have to start. Overall, for the Spanish Grand Prix, 1.4. It was boring. Again, watching Hamilton dominate, which is probably going to sound very hypocritical once we start covering NASCAR. Right. But at least Chase Elliott doesn't dominate every weekend and lead every lap. No. But uh, how do you rate the race? Let's see. uh, Memorability was a five. Competitiveness was a seven. 
Intensity was a six. Unpredictability, six. Excitement, I put a seven. Because there was battles in the field, like always, because that's what I like to do. Let's go through the field. So I gave it a 6.2. Your race today on Twitch was more exciting than the Formula One race I saw. <laughs> was it really? It was more exciting because I was, it was kind of like watching, you know, the in-car games of one driver listening to their spotter. Your, your, your race engineer was saying you're driving away from the guy behind you. Yeah. You're doing this. You're doing It was fun to listen to. Did you notice me switching between fuel modes? I noticed that. And I also noticed you running into, running into running the wall. Into Are you going to keep bringing that up? Yeah, all day. All day. You should see some of my replays for my race. And did you see me spin out in qualifying on that hard right-hander? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, well, you know what? You know why I did that? It's because when I was texting you and you were talking about... Oh, it's my af- fault. Don't be afraid to uh, excel early. I excelled a slight second too early off in that corner, and the back end just went I never, straight like out I said, behind me. Like I, I said, like, I, never, oh, I never claimed to be good. I'm just saying, man. It looked like you needed just getting on the gas sooner, and it's my fault, apparently. That you, I'm, I'm, Yeah, it's my fault. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Formula 1. No Formula 1 race next weekend. Here in a couple of weeks, I believe they're going to Belgium. Yes. And we'll definitely preview that here in the next couple of weeks. But we'll go from there and uh, get into NASCAR. Green, green, green. All right, so NASCAR had its debut at the Daytona Road Course. What were your first impressions of the Road Course, Preston? I don't want to talk about. I it. think it was overhyped a little. I thought it was it, very. Overhyped. I thought it was going to be a lot of fun, a lot, a lot more fun than it was. I bet being there was fun, but I think the Daytona Road Course is made specifically for sports cars. Yes, and designed for that. Yes, whereas the Roval was is such a you know it's a mile shorter with ten degree less bankings. And they can get away with that, I think, and make it a more exciting race. I'll throw it in there. So I told you before the show, Maples and I were talking about it, texting, yeah. and he hit me. He hit me with the message. He goes, "I think Daytona Road Course has too much oval Daytona track to it." And I was like, "Yeah, yes." And I, so it's between that and, like you said, the track is made for sports cars, which yeah. I can totally see it. And then that last chicane on the front stretch is pointless. Well, they they did that because they were afraid of them coming out of the bus stop in the back stretch, going through NASCAR three and four, and carrying too much speed. and carrying too much speed into turn one, unrestricted. Well, yeah, I mean, I can understand that, but I and think they could have done a, the, something they were, else. They were worried about the brakes, and I get that. I mean, it's a sports car race, and they were making up for the Watkins Glen race. And NASCAR is in a position now where it's like either we do this or we have nothing. I feel like NASCAR is kind of playing it by ear the entire way through this. <laughs> and as everybody is, but I feel like it's one of those things where it was good for now we could look at the clash coming up, which is on the road course, and say, will it be worth it on the road course or do we go back to the oval? I'm, I'm changing my mind already. Yeah, I'm, I want to go back to the oval for the clash. I like the Daytona Speed Weeks as it is. Don't change it anything up. This was a good idea. This was good filler. It doesn't replace Watkins Glen. Yeah. But if there's a way to make the road course shorter for the clash, then yes. But having, what, 15 to 20 cars on that, that's not – I yeah, don't really see anything happening the way, there. The way we saw it was once somebody got in front, they were gone. Yeah. Regardless of trucks, Xfinity, or Cup, they were gone. And I, I wasn't – I wasn't too overly, like, this was the best racing I've seen in a while. This was a, all three races were okay races. Yeah, being up fun to watch pays off. Fun to watch, but I even tweeted it turned into a Formula 1 race to me in the cup race. Yeah, like I just said, being in front pays off because if you're in front, you can get through one very easily. Everybody else is going to be stacked up back there. Right. And- Everybody's gonna be going left and right. So and being I, up front pays to pays off. And then I thought it was overhyped too. The unknowns going into turn one. Everybody was saying everybody's gonna be calamity corn into turn one at the start of the race and on restarts. That only happened once in the truck race. And even then that wasn't a calamity corner to me. When I heard of calamity corner, I thought it was gonna be more like the Roval a couple of years ago when Kozlowski forgot to turn and, and locked up the brakes and everybody just stacked up behind them. Yeah. It wasn't set up like that. You're not going to see that. You're going to, if anything, you're going to see him cut through the trioval and just go to turn one. Well, I don't. It was all right. I'll tell you this. So, you remember you saw over the past week Kevin Harvick put on social media that like, oh, this is going to be interesting going into one because I even I don't know where I'm going. And people were like, oh yeah, 
oh, you're right. He doesn't know where he's going. We don't know what's going to happen. Or some people are like, oh, you got this. Like, I don't think any, are you people thinking that, not thinking that these guys are actually practicing this at home? Yeah. Come on. Like, why is he out here making that kind of a statement when we know that dude has probably already practiced that track like 50 times at home? I think he's just hyping it up like old WWF thing. No, he's not cutting any promos there. That is the worst promo I've seen cut then. Well, your rating the races are going to be interesting, I tell you that. But (laughs) we go into the truck race. My top five from this weekend. Sheldon Creed's number one. I thought it was a um, good showing for Sheldon. Second in stage one, first in stage two, and race winner. And I guess there was a triple payout where he won $50,000, but I think he's going to lose some of that because of the little expletive he did at the end of the race. But I thought it was a good race for him. Congratulations, Sheldon Creed. Matt Crafton's my number two. Had an up-and-down day, but ended up finishing fourth. Finished outside the top ten in both stage one and two, but ended up finishing fourth. Scott LaGrace Jr. Oh, Legacy. Scott, Scott Legacy. Legacy Jr. I, yeah. I apologize. I Man, throughout the history of the show, I can't read. Uh, ended up finishing ninth, but, you know, he was there at the end, wasn't there in stage one or two, but ended up finishing ninth. Stuart Friesen needed that top ten. Could have helped out with a little more stage points, but good top ten. And Austin Hill, top ten all day, finished fifth, top five. Can't complain. Who's your top ten or top five? Versus Sheldon Creed, you know, no yep, no if surprise or, No if ands, or buts there for that one. I put Ralph Lassard second. So he didn't finish in the top ten in stage one, but seventh in stage two, getting a third place overall finish for Ralph Lassard. So that's a good yeah. run for him. Tyler Ankrum, I have in third. Seventh in stage one, third in stage two, sixth overall. Brett Moffitt is my number four. First in stage one, ninth in stage two, finishing second. And then I have Scott Legacy Jr. in fifth. Yep. He finished ninth overall, but I put on the side here that he had started 30th, and that's what yep, he's, really sold it for me there, and, too. you know, 32nd in stage one, 24th in stage two, and eked away with that ninth place finish, man. Yeah. It's all about where you finish that final stage, and top tens always win it for me. That's a good possibility to get into my top five, start deep in the field, finish in the top ten. So now uh, we get to rating the race here. We're going to rate the truck race. The race overall for me was, I'd say, average, a little above average. I rated uh, memorability 7, competitiveness eight or 7, intensity 8, unpredictability 8, and excitement 7. Overall for me, 7.4. How do you rate the race? I think this one was a little bit higher. I'm not really sure. I need uh, Ian to put it up on the screen over there for me because I didn't write it down. Okay, yeah, it was a little bit higher than I thought it was. Again. Yeah, a little higher than mine. So memorability was a 7, competitiveness was an 8, intensity 8, unpredictability 8, and then excitement was 7. So a 7.6 overall. And if I look through my notes, I think that was the highest race that I have out of the Cup Series altogether. I mean, I'm sorry, out of NASCAR. I don't even know why I said the Cup Series just now. I think that was my highest race of the weekend. It was my second highest. But like like I've said in past shows before, I always find the Truck Series to be a little bit more exciting. Yeah, in terms. absolutely. Who to watch out for? We're going to Dover. All three series going to Dover. We got a couple double headers for the Xfinity and Cup, and then one for the Truck Series coming up here. My who to watch for? I got top five drivers here. Um, these drivers I took the last four Dover starts, and unless otherwise noted. And here's my top five who to watch out for: Brett Moffitt with two starts, average finish of seventh. Matt Crafton average finish of four point seven five. He's going to need a win definitely. Grant Infinger, three starts, but an average finish of seventh. Johnny Sauter, last four races, average finish, 1.75. He's won a few races in there. And Austin Hill, although he has an average finish of 20.5, I feel like he's got a win in the sales and he's coming around to be a decent driver. But uh, who do you got for the truck series for the top five? Well, I didn't go very deep like you did with the, the, all the I, uh, looking back at everything. I got the stats. Yeah, you're the stat guy. That's right. You gonna get a shirt that says that too? I'm the stack guy. Well, with thumbs. We'll th- we'll think about that. We gotta sell what we have now. Okay. We gotta sell our current inventory. Well, uh, top five to watch for. I have Brett Moffitt. I have Sheldon Creed, Zane Smith, Tyler Ingram, and Christian Eckes. And then Derek Krause still really isn't much of a dark horse. I think he's a dark horse every once in a while, but he's kind of he still just kind of hangs out there yeah. every week. So. I'm not even. I'm not even doing dark horses or honorable mentions this week. I'm going to do straight up top okay. five. This is who All I'm right. picking. Okay. All right. So we're going to go from the Truck City and Xfinity series. I tell you what, man, Xfinity series was a lot of fun for me to watch. 
I thoroughly enjoyed it. And no surprise who the winner is. Austin Sindrick won that race. He's a good road course racer from Road America and now has won the Daytona road course. How do you enjoy the race? Did you enjoy it better or worse than the truck race? Probably a little bit better. When we get into rating it, it's not going to be like the truck race. Yeah. But, I mean, it was still a good race. I thought it was. Uh, you know, overall, my top five are this. Uh, my Snyder, 27th starting spot, but ended up finishing 10th. No stage points whatsoever in that. Andy Lally, I'm going to mention him again. I mentioned him last week. Uh, started 6th. Top 10 all day. Finished up. Ended up finishing 5th. Austin Sindrick dominated from the pole. Stage one winner, stage two second, and won the race overall. Justin Allgaier started 17th, needed a good run, top 10 all through the stages, and ended up finishing ninth. And Brandon Jones, starting 10th, had a little bit of a hiccup in stage one, but ended up finishing great in stage two with a third and eighth overall. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hmm. So I thought uh, Brandon Jones did a great job. Uh, who are your top five from that race? I didn't put Austin Sindrick in it. Okay. Well, yeah. I didn't put Lewis Hamilton in the oh, well, top yeah, five for. Go. So um, I have Andy Lally as okay. number one. Yeah. AJ Allmendinger was number two. I was going to put him, but I decided against it. But he's kind of like an avid road racer. Anyways. Yeah, and you know he's not full time. He's not going for a championship either. Yeah. Riley Herbst, I have third. I put Harrison Burton in there. Didn't finish in the top ten in stage one, but third in stage two, and then eighth overall. My fifth place guy. Had an accident. I believe he wrecked out completely. Earl Bamber. Okay. Fifth in stage one and seventh in stage two. And, of course, there was an, he had that accident in stage three. But I just put him in there because he was having a really good run. I mean, well, where did he finish? I think it was in the thir- uh, early, low 30s. I didn't, put his, I didn't look at it. It's not going to make my cut for a top five. I tell you that. You got to finish the race in order to well, get on my top five. I thought, he, I thought he was doing well. And I gave Myatt Snyder an honorable mention there. Yeah, Myatt Snyder had a great run. Um, here's how I rated the race for the Xfinity race. Memorability, 7. Competitiveness, 8. Intensity, 6. Unpredictability, 6. Excitement, 8. Overall rating for the Xfinity race from the Daytona Road Course of a 7. Wow, 7. Okay. Mine was 7, too. Okay. Because it was 7s all the way down the board. Yeah, well, simple <laughs> enough, man. I mean, yeah, I thought it was Okay. Definitely a little worse than I feel the truck race was as far as that, but the truck race is always more fun to watch for me. Yeah. But now we get into who to watch out for for the um, coming up Dover, com- coming up down to the wire here in the regular season. And here are my top five for the Dover Xfinity race. Uh, Michael Arnett, last four races, he's it has an average finish of 9.75. Chase Briscoe in three starts, 9.6. Austin Sindrick. Average finish a second in the last four races there. Watch out. Austin Sendrick's going to come for that Xfinity Series championship, and I think he's going to be the guy to beat. Justin Allgaier needs a good run. Average finish of 11.3 in the last four starts. And Noah Gregson in the last three starts, average finish of 11th. Who do you got for the Xfinity Series? I have Austin Sendrick in there and Noah Gregson, kind of like two shoe-ins, I guess you could say. Definitely probably. Austin Sendrick. Noah Gregson's hit or miss, but I feel he's up there. I have Harrison Burton, I put Justin Allgaier, and then Riley Herbst. All right. Rounds up my uh, top five to watch for this Sounds like Riley's up. more of a dark horse to me. Is to he? me, he was. To me, he was. Okay. I feel like, you know, Austin Sendrick's to the Xfinity Series as Harvick is to the Truck Series. Yes. You got to beat Austin Sendrick in order to have a shot at right. it. So that was the Xfinity race that's coming up here. We'll give you the dates and times before the end of the show to make sure we got all the correct times to tune into. The Cup Series. We're going to start off with you. Top five from the race. My top five is going to kind of sound like a Hendrick stable here. Okay. I have William Byron as my first. So seventh in stage one, fourth stage two, eighth overall. So he got a good top fin- 10 finish, ran top 10 most of the day, which is good because he's been struggling lately. Right. Jimmy Johnson is my number two. Even though he didn't finish in the top 10 in stage two, he had a third place in stage one and then finished fourth overall. Chase Elliott. 
the man that seemed like he was the dominant force out there, which is good. A good scene, change of scenery for once. Most definitely. Well, he's the road course guy. Yeah, definitely we saw right him win at the Rovals. That was really cool to see. Uh, so first stage one, seventh, and then first overall. Yep. Michael McDowell. He was up there all day. Did not get top ten finishes in either state of the first two stages, but he was in the top ten and in the top five at some points, too. I was really pulling for him. He came in uh, tenth place overall, but a good top ten finish. Yeah, really good run. Motorsports with that guy is really hanging in there. They're coming along. They're getting their own. And then I have Kaz Grala filling in for Austin Dillon. With he's, a seventh overall place finish. He's my fifth place, too. Started in the rear of the field, replacing Austin Dillon after his COVID positive test. Austin yeah. Dillon's COVID positive test. Didn't really, sh- I think it took him a while to get it, but once he got it, yeah. finished seventh in his first race. He's my fifth place, too. I'll tell you that. Here's my top four, other than Kaz. Chris Busher started 21st, 29th in stage one, 23rd in stage two, fifth. That's a good one. Definitely finished the race, but I was quite excited about that. Chase Elliott started seventh, first in stage one, seventh in stage two, and first overall dominated. Clint Boyer, my third place driver, started twelfth, fourth in stage one, second in stage two, and sixth overall. And Jimmy Johnson is going to be my fourth, starting eleventh, like you said, up and down day, but ended up finishing fourth. That's exactly what we he needed to do. Rating the race. Here's how I rated the race. Memorability, 8. Competitiveness, 8. Intensity, 9. Unpredictability, 7. Excitement, 8. For an overall rating for the cup race from the Daytona road course of an 8. That's a pretty high one. I'd say so, considering I talked smack about the road course before the start of this segment. Yeah. Well, my talk will definitely still reflect here. So (laughs) I just wanted to throw that out there for everybody. Memorability, 7. Unpredictability at a six, excitement at a six, intensity was a seven, and competitiveness was a seven, so six point six overall. Okay. Not a really big fan of the road course, like I yeah, said. Yeah, I'm not either, but I thought the race there was good. I think NASCAR's gonna take that and say, do we go in with the clash or I just don't see it, I don't know. It's fifty fifty now. I don't think they're gonna do it. I, I, don't I think wouldn't. I, if I if was I NAS- was running it, I if would if I was not. NASCAR, I would not do that. No. All right. I gotta interrupt with a, with oh, okay. a, a layman's question. Okay, go for it. So when I'm watching these races, I kind of see the same thing every race. As far as what? Like these races kind of, like when I see a, a, a NASCAR race, I don't understand how you guys look at it and be like, oh, I'm rating this race. Ah, uh, Like what? I know we have like the qualifiers here of like intensity, unpredictability. Right. But what, what really makes the race for you? It really depends. I think for me, it, it will be the, as far as memorability, I think I remember it more if I'm there and actually taking in all the sights and sounds of it. But as far as that, it's like anything that makes history. So the Daytona Road Course is our first time racing there in these cars. So that made it memorable for me, as long with the trucks and Xfinity cars. Competitiveness, you, you know, I think that goes without saying. You go, you look out. Preston does this in Formula One. He looks through the field mm. at the races, and I I do that in NASCAR and see if people are racing each other and. If there's actually a race for the lead, if they're beating and banging more so, intensity goes into that beating and banging. Unpredictability, like in Formula 1, if Lewis Hamilton's out front, and unless something catastrophic happens to that car, he's going to win. And he's, he's that guy that I remember watching a race with you, Lude, where it's like you were so disappointed, oh, like Lewis Hamilton won again. Like, uh, yeah. the, oh, that was oh, the one yeah, with Silver, the tire, with the, the tire. tire incident. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you won with a flat tire. Yeah, yeah. That was, I thought, oh, man, yeah, that was I, was, um, I was pretty upset about that one. Uh, and then excitement kind of just wraps it all up together. Was the race exciting to watch? Could I, would I rewatch the race again in a future date? And then overall, we just average them together. But really, we just, if there's a history making moment, like Jimmy Johnson winning his seventh championship in 2016, that was a historical moment. So it's just one of those things where it's all personal, okay, yeah, personal okay. preference. So you could you could we could watch the same race and you could say that was a boring race, whereas I say that was exciting. Right, right. Preston and I watched the same Formula One race. Preston would say that was the best thing I've ever seen. And well, I get, see, yeah, and when you were talking about how like when I rate it, I look at things that go on through the field. With Formula One, there's only a 20-car field, so usually Formula One is pretty good at hitting on everything that's going on, unlike when you watch, like, NASCAR races, especially, like, NBC and Fox, who are just kind of hitting on, like, the top five the entire day, and there's, like, a 35-car field. 
Well, keep it in the box. Benny Parsons used to say, keep it in the box and we'll talk about you. Mm, that's a good, I mean, that's good. That's good. That's good. You know, but... that's, that's the way I see it, especially with my top fives overall in the race. If you don't finish in that top 10 or don't impress me, odds are you're not going to make it. You might make an honorable mention, but. Well, I mean, I, I also kind of look at it as teams don't have the funding either. It's just, it comes down to what Formula One is, even though Formula One can cover all 20 drivers in the field. Williams Racing's got no points this year because they are just left way in the dust. Yeah, they're poor, <laughs> so, poor Williams. <laughs> poor Williams is right. So. Poor Williams. But, all right, so we, we did, does that answer your question? Yeah, that was perfect. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, no problem, man. You're, I, I'm glad you're here and, explain, and asking those questions because there might be a fan out there who has the same question, man. Yeah, I mean, it's, I guess as a guy who's pretty new to racing, it's like I want to know what to look out for, like, yeah, it's a, like a totally new thing. I'm like, yeah, you gotta. We need to take you to a race, and I, I gotta go. The Sumter Speedway. I mean, it's oh, right I, there. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know why you haven't been baptized by the dirt. If you haven't listened to Baptized by the Dirt, listen to it. It's like episode 46. Yeah, baptized by the dirt. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Caroline and I went there, but who to watch out for? Uh, going to Dover. Here's who I got. My top five. No surprise up there. Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin leading the top ten, top five for me. Kevin Harvick with an average finish of 2.75 there. Denny Hamlin with an 8.75. Martin Trex Jr. is going to be third for me. Average finish of 5.5. Jimmy Johnson had number wins there, but hasn't done well in the past few years there. Average finish of 16.75 over the past four races. And Chase Elliott with an average finish of 14th, but he's got some wind in his sails, man. Going to the Monster Mile. for yep. and This is for both races. I think those are the guys who watch out for it. What do you got? Kevin Harvick and Denny Hamlin. Okay. I put Jimmy Johnson in there. Yep. He's got history there. And so does Martin Truex Jr. All right. Who's your fifth? Clint Boyer. Yeah. Good one. <laughs> so it's going to be a dark horse for me. He needs to fool something out. No, you don't want to wait till Daytona. No. To lock yourself in. And I think Jimmy Johnson maybe bounce backs here. He's got two chances. I, I think, think Jimmy can... Johnson gets I don't know if I would say he's going to win, but he's going to need a good showing. Yep. So Okay, and then we got the Indianapolis 500 this weekend ran with no fan. It's going to be run with no fans due to a spike in COVID-19. You don't have a who to watch. No. But I did some research, and uh, here's my top five who to watch out for. Scott Dixon, last four Indy 500s, average finish of 15th, but it's won the race. Will Power, again, winner of the race, average finish of 9.75 in the last four Indy 500s. Simon Pazrano, 10th, but... I think he's going to go for it. Joseph Newgarden, average finish of 8.5 in the last four races. And Ed Carpenter, average finish of 12.5 in the last four Indianapolis 500s. Those are my guys who to watch out for. Indy 500 is going to be this weekend. Again, we'll get you the times and everything in our final segment. But that's all I got for uh, NASCAR, man. You got anything else before we head into our final thoughts? I have nothing else. All right, man. We'll just go ahead and head into our final thoughts and... Drive, get our driver of the week in this week in NASCAR and look at our In the Marbles 2.0 fantasy standings. White flag, white flag, white flag. One lap to go, one lap right here. Before we get any further into our final thoughts, I want to thank Ian over there, doing a great job day one. Thank you, thank you. And uh, definitely taking the pressure off of me. Hopefully you can stick around for that uh, six-pack of beer every week. I don't even pay Preston to be here. Yeah, no. well, he so, he's uh, he doesn't need any enticing. He's no, like he a, doesn't. He, he knows exactly what... I want to thank you again. I know it's a long way from James Island. I know what oh, it's, I know what's at stake here. So, yeah, just trying to help. Yeah, well, I put a lot of money into this, so you don't yeah. know how much it, this this helps out a lot. This is just very nice. I want to thank you again. Well, yeah, man, it's a nice setup, and I I really appreciate just being able to hang out and. Uh, I think the uh, the sunglasses the should be like a staple now. Yeah, he's, that's he's that's his thing now. Yeah. That's, he's got to wear them every episode now. If he doesn't, it's like where did, that's going to be the talk of Twitter. Where did his sunglasses go? Yeah. Ian's sunglasses. I'll wear a different. I'll wear a different pair like every week. Yeah, <laughs> like it'll just get more and more bizarre. Yeah, I don't know how I can. He'll top, end up being like uh, are, who's that guy from Twitch who just got banned? Oh, Doctor Disrespect. Yeah, it would be end up looking like that guy. I think he did that on purpose, though. So. I don't care. It, it's <laughs> that guy made a mad amount of money just he doing did. playing video games and getting angry. Yeah, I mean, okay, that's uh, what Heyman's about, though. Anyway, we're gonna get into our In the Marbles 2.0 Fantasy League. They are on NASCAR Fantasy. A few changes in the lineup here in the standings. Here, SMR R and D still in the lead with three thousand eight hundred and sixty-four points. Definitely. 
doing well. Beamer on the Beamer jumped me, and he's now in second with 3,761. I'm in third with 3,743 points. S Blades, 3,525 points. She's coming up. Meep Meep, my favorite entry into the list. Uh, 3,428 points. SMR Operations, Abdi Freston, 3,414. Still in it. Yeah. Slowly going down the chain, but I think give give it a few more weeks, and I think you might have a shot. Everything resets, I believe, at the start of the chase. So Maples likes to text me every week and throw it in my face. I don't blame him. He's in the lead. I don't blame him. He's gonna, he wants that $100 gift card, man. Yeah. Crunchy Enterprises, 3,119. 43 and me. 2,927, I think him, Jay Waka Flock of Wiregrass Racing, BK Racing 57 are all out of it now. Hopefully Crunchy Enterprises doesn't lose it here in the next couple of weeks. Heck of a place to climb your hole out of the hole there. But that's our standings for the uh, $100 Amazon gift card coming up here at the end of the 2020 season. And if didn't we make a, uh, didn't we say that if either one of us, when it rolls over to 200 next year? Right. Okay. Because I don't want to. I'd be uncouth. I well, feel. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So, so, so I got something to say. So, um, last week, I our driver of the week here at In the Marbles was Benny Parsons. Okay. But then I realized something because something nagged at me, nagged at the back of my head, and I I thought that maybe we would have we done we did him before. Yeah, I've been doing I've been doing really bad and, of like writing them down so, so we make sure we don't do the same one over again. And I got it written down somewhere because I went through every episode we did from episode one all the way to episode forty seven. This is our forty eighth episode. Yes. We did thirty driver of the weeks. And so we've missed a few. We've missed eighteen. Yeah, we did miss a few. We've <laughs> done repeat drivers two times. Bill Elliott, we've done twice, and Benny Parsons, we did twice. Okay, I'm. I don't know if I should be shocked or not, though, that we have done that. I don't know why at the start we didn't start writing these down. I did at the start because we first did. Couple times. We did. You know, Tim Richmond's, Jeff Gordon, Smokey Unix. You yeah. did Derek Cope one time, mm-hmm. and then you did Bill Elliott, and then we did Benny Parsons. It was going well, and I think we just you know messed up and did Bill Elliott a second time. And then I did Benny Parsons last week when I was flying solo. Yeah, sorry about that. Was it such a faux pas to like well, to name a guy twice? To me, it is because there are so many drivers out there. So if you name a guy twice, it's like well, you're just taking away some another driver. Yeah, there's a lot of people that could be named. I'm just I'm surprised that when we were doing it, we well, never thought about that. Now, now I got a list. Okay, so it won't happen again. But this Good. week's driver of the week here at in the Marbles Racing Radio is. Probably by far one of my favorite drivers growing up to watch in the Formula One series, David Coulthard. Born in Scotland in Mar- on March 27, 1971, he has 246 starts in the 14 years he raced in Formula One with teams such as McLaren, Red Bull, and Williams. 13 wins, 62 podiums, career points of 535 and 12 poles. His first race came in the 1994 Spanish Grand Prix. His last race came at the 2008 Brazilian Grand Prix. First win, 1995 Portuguese Grand Prix, and last win in the 2003 Australian Grand Prix. David Coulthard, by far, right up there with Mika Hakkinen. Memorable. Once I started getting the Formula One, you're driving a week this week here at In the Marbles. For this week in NASCAR, we go all the way back to August 18th, 1991. Dale Jarrett edges Davey Allison by eight inches in the Champion Spark Plug 400 at Michigan Speedway. It's Dale Jarrett's first win in the Premier Series and the 94th win for the Wood Brothers Racing Organization. The race paid out $74,150 for both team and driver during that event. And I thought I found that pretty interesting, what man. When was that? 1991, August okay. 18th, 1991. Well, I mean, I guess I should have guessed it was before 92 since you said Davey Allison, so I should yeah. have known. Well, before 93. Well, yeah, well, yeah, 93. Unfortunately, but, yeah, unfortunately, but my man, interesting. That, that was four thousand. That was our forty eighth episode, and I tell you what, we're uh, I'm talking to dry. Um, give give you guys a heads up out there. I'm talking to drivers, Just trying to get to have them on the show here in the next few weeks, maybe on Zoom or however we decide to do it from the Sumter Motor Speedway and a few other places, and maybe have them on. But uh, that's all I got, Preston. You you have anything before we start wrapping it up here? 
Uh, I have a rumor. Let's have hear you it. heard the rumor of Nico Hulkenberg coming back? Hulkenberg. I have not heard of Nico coming back. Where, where, where would he go? Alfa Romeo. Why? I don't know. And that's why <laughs> it's a rumor, man. Know. That's why it's a rumor. <laughs> don't fish in that pond, man, until it's on, <laughs> until it's breaking news on Twitter or Instagram yeah, or something. So. I stay out of there. I mean, it'd be nice to see him come back, but uh, he would need to come back with a team that's more relevant. I'm not saying Alfa Romeo is not relevant, but I think they're they're better than Williams. Yeah, anybody's better than Williams at this point right now. Ouch. I feel sorry for them. Ian, man, you you have anything? Your first episode here, man? Listen, man, just learning a lot. I I appreciate it again. Having a great time, though. Thanks, man. I I appreciate it again. This is, you know, about the flow of the show, man. It's a lot of fun, though. It's good to have you here. Yeah, it's well, really nice, man. I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be a part of it, you know. At least you don't exciting. have to edit. Yeah. Because once you're gone, I shut everything down, and I stay up here for about two hours and edit. Yeah, I'm sure that's a that's a process. It's know? getting better, though. You know, I did a little bit of editing in uh, in high school. Um, We're not there yet. That's like two pack, That's like two six-packs of beer. Two six-packs. I, <laughs> oh, I know. I know how much work it goes into. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, it goes into editing stuff. Yeah, man, but I appreciate you being here if you're – Hopefully you'll be back here next week. Yeah, man. And don't be afraid to ask questions, man. Be a part of the show. Well, I think I think you guys got a, a real dynamic going. I I, I it, have a hard time stepping on that. Well, don't be afraid to. Right, that question about rating the races was perfect, man. I, I thought that was perfect. I think the ice will be broken and he'll start yeah, getting we, there. It took a while for your ice to break, but once yeah, you, it once did. once it did, it, you can't shut this guy up now. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to just, I'll have to start watching some races. That's for sure. Yeah, I would say let's go to a race, and then you can maybe oh, yeah. pick a driver and start following that driver. And then because the first season is always difficult to get into, but once yeah. you start knowing the players and everything, the second season season's a lot more fun. And plus, with COVID, the opportunities aren't there. Yeah, a yeah. lot. Very limited. Because right I was now. listening to uh, going through the drivers of the week, and I was listening to one episode, and I said I wanted to make it to eight races this year. It, that did, no, has it, not happened now. It will not happen. <laughs> and we were yeah. we were so optimistic about 2020. 2020 is going to be so great. Go back and find those episodes if you're new here to In the Marbles. It sounds like we're the one radio. that jinxed it. I think, we, I think In the Marbles, it's In the Marbles' fault. It, it's got to be. It's all our fault. Yeah. Sorry. That makes perfect sense. But nothing else? Nothing else? Well, let me, let me uh, if you don't mind me. No, go ahead. Just humor me real quick. You talked about that first season being hard to get into. Yeah. What was your you guys' first season? Oh. And what was that like? Okay, so my first season I watched was 2001. Okay. Dale Earnhardt died, and I started getting into it more and more and found, picked a driver. It was Michael Waltrip. And following it, I missed a lot of races because I didn't know Saturday Night Short Track was a thing. But then we get into, you know, just learning the drivers, learning the terminology, learning what pit crews do and what the crew chief does. And all that stuff. And then you start getting into the drama of silly season and the racing hard. And the commentators re- really made it for me like Alan Bestwick. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> Alan was a good one. Yeah, very good. So it, it was one of those things where it's not it's not for everyone. The sport isn't for everyone. Right. Auto racing. But if you pick a driver, like say you pick, I don't know, you look like maybe a, a Newman guy. A Newman guy. A Ryan Newman guy. Yeah, I could see that. And, and you say, I'm going to watch Ryan Newman. And pool for him but it's tough to pick one driver because you want if your driver wrecks or something happens it's like who am i going to watch yeah. so i try to be an all-around fan of the sports like yeah i just want to watch a good event yeah but that was my first experience with it but once i got to 2002 i finally got to know the names and the storylines it's like I'm, I'm looking forward to daytona at that point oh over to me now yeah where well, are you buddy all right so I'll, I'll tell ian i've been watching almost my entire life i grew up watching it i never re- was really good i never got into it until probably in the 2000s is when I kind of started paying attention more. You know, when you grow up and you start kind of learning more and more. I I couldn't really, I can't really pick out a one season where I've really just been in, that was the first season where I was just invested in it. I've just, mm-hmm. I've seen it, my I've been around it my entire life. Grew up watching it. I mean, I remember like races from 2001 when Dale Earnhardt died. Yeah. Still in the back of my mind. Just, just still yep. seeing that. It's crazy. But um, I, I still kind of feel like I learn as I go and... When I became a Paul Menard guy back in 2010, it was. And that's how I found out he was an actual fan yeah. of the sport. He said, I'm a Paul Menard fan. Yeah. It's like, okay, you're an actual fan of this sport. You're yeah, not like a exactly. Dale Jr. fan. Yeah, so yeah. I was a Jeff Gordon fan growing up, and I was still kind of stuck with Hendrick Motorsports. I can't remember. 
I was then I jumped to RCR for a couple of years, and then when I became that pulmonar guy back in 2010, and then he came to RCR and for like until he retired with Wood Brothers, I was just a pulmonar guy straight across the board. That was it, and I was just I had dedication to the sport. I followed the sport so much. Formula One, technically, this is my first season really getting into it. Yeah, I used the Netflix series Drive to Survive as a really a segue into yeah. it. And Drive to Survive really kind of helps you segue into Formula One if you've never watched it before. Like it's helps on you Netflix. understand. Yeah, yeah, we yeah it will, it'll Very show you. So. It'll show you everything there is to know behind the scenes and everything. So this year, I've really gotten into it, and I'm a Racing Point guy, which was formerly Sahara Force India, yep. which that guy, the owner, I guess, went to jail or something like oh, that. Who knows. But, but yeah, man, that's how you get into it, and yeah. it's it's not like baseball, definitely not. But it's, it's a lot of fun. I can't stand baseball. Okay, great. Yeah. So <laughs> it's a lot of fun once you start learning the names and the organizations and the history behind them, and then finding. Because I went to Michael Walter first, and he stopped qualifying for races. Well, who am I going to pick now? And then I went to Jimmy Johnson, and then now I'm just an all around fan of the sport. Nice. But, yeah, man, that's how you kind of get into it. You get into the drama side of it. That's what Drive to Survive will do for you for Formula One, too. They really show some drama in there. So. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah. It's the good stuff. Good things. Yeah, and a lot of people say the sport died when Earnhardt died. It's like, no, yeah. I mean, we got Ian here. He's not a fan of any type of racing, but maybe we can convert him. Yeah. I could see myself getting into Formula One because the yeah, race yeah. that we watched at the station was I, – I thought that was pretty – I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I, I think – there's definitely a difference between NASCAR and Formula One, but what oh, I find obviously, yeah, the more fascinating thing I find about Formula One is the fact that they get to race with different tire compounds, and you can choose from different tire compounds. Yeah. And that's what makes it cool. And then, mm. of course, when I talked about it earlier, which I know you asked the question in between breaks, DRS, which is the drag reduction system, which is a point on the track where you have to be within one second of the car in front of you, and then your rear wing opens up for less drag. So it gives you a little bit more speed down the straightaway, but you only have it for just that straight and that's it. Yeah. And then it closes back. So okay. you, you, yeah, it, you can, when you start looking into the sport, if you look into formula one, eventually you'll get there and you'll, yeah. you, can, you can see it. Oh yeah. Okay. All right. Well, the storm's coming in and yeah. with our luck, the lightning will hit and knock out all the power. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and go through this. Uh, we got the truck series coming up here in Dover on August 21st at five o'clock. Xfinity trip uh, double header August twenty second twenty third twenty second race starting at twelve thirty August twenty third starting at one thirty and the Cup double header twenty second and twenty third as well August twenty second starting at four o'clock and both races actually starting at four o'clock and the one hundred and fourth running in the Indianapolis five hundred starting August twenty third at two fifteen p.m. Make sure to check out those races. Anything else, Preston? Uh, make sure to follow me, ITM Racing on Twitch. ITM Racing on Twitch. It was a fun time. I, Ian, anything else, buddy? Um, I got nothing this week. All right, man. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here, our 48th episode of In the Marbles. Thank you so much for tuning in to us this week here. Make sure to join us on all social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow Preston on Twitch TV slash ITM underscore racing. Yep. Special thanks to Ian being here for us. Make sure to stay safe out there. And have a good rest of your week.